want to thank you all for tuning in to the What in the Word podcast, where each episode is designed to help you develop a deeper relationship with Christ as you navigate the culture with a biblical worldview. My name is Sean and my co-host, my brother, Mr. Jay Baker. That's Jay Baker. That's my boy. And we are the team, the dynamic duo <laughs> that makes up What in the Word podcast. And so today we want to talk about maintaining our faith and how do we deal uh, with troubling times uh, or challenging times. And so uh, we just want to uh, acknowledge that we understand that in 2020, 20 came, 2020 came in here like it didn't have no sense. <laughs> yeah. 2020 yes, came in here, acted a fool. And yeah. one of the reasons that me and Jay have been talking about putting this podcast together for years. And so for you guys that don't know, me and Jay, we're both church planners. We serve on the same elder board. Jay now uh, is a, uh, the, the founder of uh, Conduits of Change, an awesome nonprofit organization here in the city. And he's doing his own thing over on what Jed said. Y'all need to check that out as well, where he has a podcast that he puts out weekly with application points throughout the week. Uh, if y'all haven't checked it out, we're going to put links down in the description, uh, in the show notes. Y'all need to check that out. But we came together and we said, man, just based upon the things that we've been seeing and this pandemic has slowed us down a little bit. Yes, we got to get the podcast together. And with the miracles of this Internet stuff, I don't know how it works. I used to be a tech guy, but I can talk to Jay at his house <laughs> on the other side of town and he can talk to me and we ain't got to get near each other. That's awesome. Yeah. Social distancing. Social distancing. But seriously, guys, today we really want to talk about uh, dealing with challenging times and we want to hear from you. How are you dealing with challenging times? So hit us up on our social media uh, feel free to ask any questions. We we really want to make it a point to try to answer all the questions that we get to. And not only that, create content based around what you guys want to hear. But we want to start it off today. And I want to pick a scripture that I jumped Ooh. into a little prematurely a while ago because I was so excited <laughs> about this scripture. But I want to <laughs> hop into it real quick. And we're coming from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. Now, check it out. Jay, do you want to know what the Bible say? Tell me what the Bible <laughs> says. <laughs> and so this is a pa <laughs> this is a passage of scripture that many people are familiar with. This is where we get uh, all scripture is God breathed or breathed out by God, right? But before that, we need to take heed to what Paul is speaking to Timothy, his protege. And yeah. he says in verse 10. You have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and at Iconium and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, 
which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And so in the text, we are seeing how the Apostle Paul is telling young Timothy that he has seen it walked out. And Jay, we've been talking about this before, man. We were talking about when we started this, that there is a, a deficit of people who are really walking out the faith and are saying, um, basically, follow me as I follow Christ. And so yeah. we are in a deficit that we need strong believers to stand up and not be afraid and say, you know what, youngster, come here. Let me tell you how to do that thing. Instead of just ignoring some of the craziness that we're seeing in the body of Christ at times, because these difficult times, as we've been talking about, has been making people lose their ever-loving mind. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about that, Jay? Man, um, I think you said it perfect. Um, we're at a point right now, uh, and I, I've said this many times recently, we're at a pivotal, pivotal point in history where we have the opportunity as the body of Christ to really begin to change some things around. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one of the sermons I did recently, it, I, I asked this question, um, why are Christians being mocked the way they, mm -hmm. the way they are? And my answer to that question is because we deserve it. Mm -hmm. And in many ways we look just like the world. Um, but I just, you reading that scripture again, I was just writing down this question um, that I think about a lot. And I wanted to kind of share that with the listeners. Why the emphasis on suffering or tough times or wherever way you want to put it, why is there an emphasis on that in the scriptures? Um, those are things that you cannot ignore. There are tough times throughout the scripture yeah. in both the old and the new Testament, you can't just say, Oh, they were going through it in the new Testament or why they followed and walked behind Jesus. They were going through it. No, there were people that went through it through the entire Bible. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And so that question has to be something that we reflect on. Man, absolutely, man. And, and not only that, man, it's like uh, the scripture even tells us in first Peter, he said, don't think it's strange when you go through these fiery trials. Like, yeah. don't don't act like something new is happening to you. Don't act like it's brand new. Like you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to go through these things. But the challenge is for us to while we're in them to hmm. see that God is at work, to see that God is at work. Let me let me pull first Peter up real quick. Cause Peter reminds me of me because Peter's hot headed like I used to be. And if you guys didn't listen to the first episode, go back and give it a listen <laughs> where we talked about anger. But yeah. in first Peter chapter four, he talks about the suffering of the Christian. And he says, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings. Uh oh, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God's and God rests upon you. But let none of your suffering, let none of let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a meddler. 
Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin in the household of God. You just talked about that. Mm -hmm. If it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel? Oh, my God. And so, Paul, <laughs> I mean, Peter is literally telling us that we shouldn't think it's strange when we go through these fiery trials. Why? Because the glory of God will be revealed in us as we suffer for Christ's sake. And so some of us caught, well, I'm going through these hard times. Some of us put ourselves in it. Oh, yeah. Just to keep it 100. We try to blame it on, but God might be mad at me right now. No, God is trying to pull something out of you right now. Because yeah. we know that when we go through these trials, <laughs> it perfects our faith. And so God is trying to pull faith out of us sometimes. And he, he, the Bible is, I, I don't want to monopolize the conversation, Jay. Well, let me, let me just add to that. Okay. So okay. a lot of people, uh, they don't understand. So I'm going to go back to the statement that you made earlier, where you were talking about that God is working in the midst of like yeah. through hard times. And yeah. it's hard for us to see that God is still working. Now think about this. Jesus, after he gets baptized, is compelled, mm. right? Not not kind of nudged a little bit. He's compelled to go into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy of enemies, right? Wow, wow. And, you know, 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, and then there's this temptation, and then there's this battle full-blown with the enemy of God. And, mm. like we complain about certain things and, and don't get me wrong because I don't want, I don't, I'm not trying to make it seem like we don't have legitimate reasons for being frustrated uh, at difficult times in our life. Some people may lose a job. Yeah. Some people may lose a child. Yeah. Some people may have unexpected diseases and, and people were getting unexpected illnesses before coronavirus. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying that, but I think the reason why some people deal with things the way that they deal with them is simply because of their idea or the concept that they have of God is all wrong. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and let me show you what I mean. So I've been reading, let me put my book up. I've been reading. This is, well, this is, it's four books in one of C.S. Lewis. That's one of them biggins. <laughs> it has four books in there, but I'm reading Surprised by Joy. And um, this is what he says. He says, I had approached God or my idea of God without love, without awe, hmm. even without fear. He was in my mental picture of this miracle to appear neither as savior nor as judge, but merely as a magician. And when he had done what was required of him, I suppose he would just simply, well, go away. Wow. And this is him when his mom got sick and he said that he prayed. He's a kid at the time. Mm -hmm. He prayed for God to step in and heal. And he's, and this is, this is what I love about C.S. Lewis because he reflects on uh, like his thinking at the time and he's transparent and he's making it clear. He was like, really what it was at that time. It was my idea of God. Uh, I didn't have a real relationship with God, but I wanted you to step in like a magician and do what you need to do. And then you just need to go on about your business because yeah. I really don't want you around in the first place. And that's kind of our idea of God. We don't, 
cultivate a real relationship with God. But then when things fall on hard times, mm. many times we're just like, hey, I need you to come and step in and you need to fix it. And then after you fix it, you know where you can go back to where you were because I can control things after that. And so it's very important uh, not to ignore difficult times that we may go through. But I think a lot of times right now we need to really reflect. We have we have more time to reflect than we've had in a long time. Yeah. Sit back and think about what is your idea of God? Who is mm. God? in your life? Is he the one that just comes in and fix it and then you, you can take over control again? Or are, are you allowing him to take more control of your life and in your will yeah. every day as you're being transformed into his image? That's good, bro. That's good. Serving God through the through the tough times. Yes, the sir. scripture I was looking for a while ago is he chastises those he love. And so yeah. you belong to him. And so it's it's challenging, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not always God chastising us. Sometimes it's just a manifestation of sin being in the world, and we're yep. going to live out uh, this life surrounded by sin. This is one thing that I'm challenged with in the United States is uh, we ha we don't really see uh, suffering or persecution in the church like the early church did. And like early uh, and like churches do around the globe right now. Yeah. Like I just and it barely hits the news. You know, you have to be, uh, really be intentional about going and looking for these things. But like in certain places, I just read, I think it was in Nigeria not too long ago. A whole bunch of Christians were worshiping and they just went in and they shot the place up. Simply because they were Christians. Some people might say, well, that happens in America, too. But that's few and far in between. Like, yeah, over there, it happens all the time simply because of your faith. And so uh, some of the things that we deal with is going to be based upon sin, but we can't take our eyes off of Jesus. And so if we can go back to first Peter, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Second Timothy real quick. Um, well, I love the fact that he's talking to Timothy and he says that in verse 11, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me, he ain't like it happened to me when I was at work. <laughs> Yeah. He said it happened to me in this city. This it happened city. to that city. Whatever <laughs> city I went to, it yeah. happened. And Peter on the other end, Peter saying, don't think it's strange when things go, when you go through things. Because yeah. in this life, you will go through things. Don't make it easier, but you will go through things. But I think Paul gave Timothy some good game on how to go through it. Yes, One, I think, he I think he showed him that we shouldn't internalize the challenges, because as he said, if you're going to follow Christ, you got to mm. expect this. Don't make it all about I'm. I'm just. I'm, oh, I'm just a. Uh, I'm poor me. No, he's saying if you're going yeah. through Christ, you're going to go through things. So don't internalize it and make it about you. I think a lot of times it makes it harder to go through hard times when we make it about us and yes, not sir. about God getting glory out of my life, even in the midst of my suffering. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, some of the things that you were saying really made me begin to think about how vital it is right now for people to develop a biblical worldview. Thank um, you. The, the, the problem is, is that we don't see, and you said something I, I want to kind of piggyback on, and you talked about 
how the world is for is the world is the way it is for a reason because it's fallen it's mm. full of sin and like sometimes I'm, when I'm talking to people that I'm pouring into and they get to going on about this 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 and that uh one of the things um I ask them when they ask for my opinion I'll say man one of the things I constantly reflect on is that certain things are going to just happen in the world because this world is saturated with sin Right. Um, we don't go back to the beginning where sin entered in and disrupted uh, the the natural course of living. And that's part of the problem when you don't buy into what the Bible says. And then you're just focusing on what other people are saying or just your current situation. It's hard for you to understand that God is still working behind the scenes. Yeah. And and, and, and you said something else that was very important. And even when you were just reading the scripture, you have to know that you're going to go through some stuff sooner or later. Maybe you haven't had a, a really tough time in a long time, but you need to yeah. know that you're going to go through something eventually. Yeah. And just those two principles alone, knowing that you're going to go through something eventually, mm. it's, it's bound to happen and understanding that the world is the way that it is because it's a fallen place that is saturated with sin. Those two things alone can change how you handle your situation. And I think if we start there, I, I don't think that's the end, but if we start there, it can help us in many different areas of our life when we're going through it. That's good, bro. And, 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 and I, I just want to put a check plus by your name, man. That's good. And, <laughs> But here's a here's the other part of this fallen world <clears throat> that so many people tend to forget everything that's bending me out of shape right now. Mm-hmm. Everything that has caused me to look at these times as challenging have happened before. Oh, yeah. And will happen again. Like we're just in cycles. I'm tripping off of I'm looking at this uh this whole pandemic thing. Right. And I'm not going to try to. Sp- pick a side or whatever, but we not meeting as a church, but certain yeah. church want to meet, certain churches don't want to meet, certain churches say wear masks, certain churches say don't wear masks. Here's the thing. This happened a hundred years ago. Yeah. With, when, when, the, when the Spanish flu was coming through America, this and churches were arguing over this a hundred years ago, and so we don't yeah. have the wherewithal to look backwards and go, man, this has happened before, and guess what? Another one's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> If like, we keep on living, if we keep on living, there's going to be another <laughs> pandemic. Right. Yeah. Uh, if we if, if we keep on living, there's going to be another spout of injustice. If we keep on living, somebody in our family is going to die like that is just a yeah. part of this world that is broken. Right. And so we have to be able to look towards a hope that is outside of this world. And the yeah. challenge is the challenge is we've put so many eggs in the basket here and we're living our life like this is the last thing that we're going to have. And the mm, world mm, is mm. looking at us and they're like, why should I have hope in what you have hope in? Because you're falling apart, too. And so yeah. it is up to us to not say that I'm not going to have hard times and, and, and just be walking around and fake it till you make it. That's not what I'm saying. But it's up to us to walk in a way that if I perish, the Lord is with me. And so we have to renew our faith in the Lord when we're going through challenging times. Like Paul said, I mean, he's given Timothy so much free game. He said, yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. Uh, 
these things that I went through were temporary. And we see where Paul got to a point in his ministry where he said, man, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like I'm ready to go to be with the Lord. It's better for you guys <laughs> yeah. that I'm here. And so my thing is, man, let me live my life in a way through challenges and all that I am focusing on Christ and the work that he set before me. Let me focus on Christ and yeah. the work that he set before me. Cause when it's time for me to go suffering and all, I can stand before him and I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hey. You did exactly what I told you to do. And I think a lot of us are just caught up in not doing what he's told us to do. And that's why we're holding on to this fragment of life. And I I, I, I hope this ain't coming across. This is the second episode and I'm already sounding harsh. <laughs> Prophet, you know, Prophet Weekly, pull out the sword, right? But. I believe that if we live our life in accordance to what God is calling us to do, and like you said, spend time meditating on his word, spending time with him in prayer. I get guilty from it sometimes, too. So whoever's watching it or if you listen to it on via podcast, I'm guilty sometimes, too. But if we keep our focus on God, the hard times, the things they, they, they diminish. I think about people like uh, Corey Ten Boone, mm -hmm. who was in a. Uh, 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 in the Holocaust, but found peace and was able to write books and minister to women in the Holocaust and came out on the other side, not having any wrath or malice in her heart. If you didn't hear the anger episode, go back and listen to the anger episode. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. literally, she was about the father's business. And I think more Christians need to be disciples who are about the father's business, like you just said, with the biblical worldview that understand that I should be living my day to day for Christ because this yeah. momentary suffering could end tomorrow. Like real talk, like real talk, the earth could explode tomorrow and Jesus can come back. Yeah. Now they and, can literally happen. And you remember you, you, that scripture you just used a while ago is, is very important because you think of and the Lord delivered me from them all. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that, that adds another component to our biblical worldview in the sense of that means that God is not only there, he sees what's going on and he has the power to end it whenever he says it's going to end. It's, it's kind of like when they're in the boat and the waves and the waters are going crazy. And he says, uh, be still. And they have to comply to his orders. Yes, man. It's, 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 a, it's amazing, man. That as I, I, I sit and, and, and think about this even more and more, I, I think about the story uh, that the late, great uh, Ravi Zacharias told in one of his messages. He talked about a guy that was in prison somewhere and how they tried their best to beat the biblical uh, worldview out of his system. They... Mm. Uh, they would only allow him to listen to certain things. He could only read certain things. It was a certain doctrine that they were really trying to indoctrinate him with. And he said, after a while, he just wanted to die. He just wanted to give up. And as Ravi's telling the story, I'm listening to this guy. And then he said one day that he got the, the job of going to, to clean the latrines and he said that he was he had already made up in his mind he was done. And he said he looked down while he was cleaning and there was a, a torn piece of paper. 
and he picked it up, he put it in his pocket, and when he got back, he washed it off when he got in his cell, and it was a, a torn piece of paper from scripture. Mm. And he was like, and, and I forgot which scripture it was, but it it was it had something to do with suffering, and it gave him encouragement. He said the next day he went and asked the uh, the boss man, "Can I go clean the latrines again?" And mm. then he said after a amount of time, he kept getting all of these pieces of paper together, and it was uh, I think it was the book of Romans or something like that. But he said what 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 was going on was that the guy had been tearing the pieces of paper and he's been using it as toilet paper being sold. You know, just think about how disrespectful that is. He's just using it as toilet paper. And he said, this has become something that he used and like, it, it just really changed his perspective. So, and, and that's why as you've been talking, uh, I don't think you're being harsh. I think one of the things I think that you're doing and I think is that, is important to do is to constantly take people back to the scriptures. Hmm. Because if you look at that story, it was the scriptures that had regulated his mind and brought that balance that he needed to be able to overcome the times that he was in. Uh, And so like we, we need these constant reminders of scripture uh, and you throwing these scriptures out there. Like I'm hoping man, that as the listeners are listening to this, that they grab these scriptures and say, man, he keeps throwing these scriptures out here. And he keeps talking about suffering. And he's not just giving me from one place. Paul's talking about it. Peter's talking about it. Jesus is talking about it. And I'm hoping, man, that people are like really grabbing a hold to this. And they're listening, man. Because you said something else. Um, and I want to I wanna kind of just quote C.S. Lewis again. I posted this the other day on my social media. He says, we have learned not to take present things at their face value. Wow. And it's important, you know, in the constant, you know, the repeating of hard times, difficult circumstances, all of these different things in our lives, we have these overwhelming odds for whatever reason. It's important to understand that wisdom and insight can be gained in the midst of these difficult times. It yes. is, you, you said something important earlier about um, the root before the fruit. It's the exact same thing when it comes to wisdom. Wisdom does not just happen overnight. It's allowing the word of God, the wisdom of God to take root in our heart. And over time, it's going to manifest exactly what we need. If you ever notice that you just get insight out of the blue, like it, it's like you've been studying and researching and you've been going around that mountain over and over and you wonder why you're still struggling. And then all of a sudden you get a, a piece of insight, mm-hmm. a nugget that changes your life. And so here at What in the Word, that's what we're trying to do. We, we're trying to spark some insight and maybe even put a little water on that wisdom that it may grow in your life right now. Uh, because God is constantly working on us. We didn't, we didn't decide to start this podcast a few years ago. Cause we, this is like three or four, five years in the making. We've yeah. talked about this and like, we are working on the exact same things that we're talking to you about. You know, we're yeah, working yeah. on some of these things. So, I mean, God is just awesome, even in the tough times, man. But just knowing that things will not always be the same is vital. Things will. Yeah. Yeah. Things will not always. Uh, what my grandma used to say, I'm so glad 
Trouble don't last always. It don't last always. <laughs> it take an old soul to say something like that. Yes, right? Sir. Like, I, it don't last always because I've been <laughs> through life long enough to know that, it, that there's seasons. There's yeah. seasons of things that I go through. And I wish I could get out of the season while I'm in the season. But the older I get, I need to start understanding that God is teaching me in the season. Watch this, man. I, I just love this, 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 this section of scripture because uh, he goes on to say, indeed, all who desire to live godly uh, life in Jesus will be persecuted while evil people and imposters uh-oh, go on from bad to worse. And so that is something that we can look at when people are going through things. Is that person getting better or is that person getting worse? Wow. See, church folk that get worse <laughs> yeah. in that hard time, mm-hmm. I didn't say it. Paul said it to Timothy. <laughs> it got written down in the Bible. And so when 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 that pressure is applied, you said this, you said this the last time we talked on the episode zero zero that was just us testing. But it ended up being our little clips that this stuff was in these people's heart that we see on social media and stuff before. So when times get rough, what comes out of them is like, whoa, whoa. And as believers, we need to be able to look at it and go, listen, God has told us to put away anger, told us to put away malice, told us to put on the newness of the spirit. And so if we're going through things and we're getting worse, we need to check our heart. We, we really need to check our salvation. Yeah. Like if and this it, is causing me not to get better, <laughs> yeah. but get worse, I need to check myself. And I need to check myself according to the word of God. Because that's why it goes on to say all scriptures God breathe. Get in the word. Yeah. It's equipping yeah. you to know, uh, make your calling and election sure. Yeah. This is what's happening right now. Uh but he said, but as for you, Timothy, like all this stuff is going on. I get that. Yeah. But as for you, my disciple, and that's the Ooh. big thing right now, man, people, um, I'm seeing a, a lack of people not talking about Northeast Community Church. I love y'all, but uh, <laughs> I'm seeing people who don't want to be pastored. Yeah. People who don't want to be pastored. And so Paul is saying for you. You need to do stuff differently. And people don't want their pastor telling them. They don't want that person who they're yeah. accountable to to tell them. Man, I saw people, I saw Christians the other day. I guess Farrakhan just recently had a a rally and stuff. The minister, uh, yeah. the minister said, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, like, just because he quotes Bible <laughs> don't yeah. mean yeah, well, you can get true. Don't mean you can get tr- you can get truth from anywhere. But, bro, you you sound to me like a person who's looking for itching ears, like yeah. literally got. I mean, you know, you're a person with itching ears. You're literally listening for something that's going to going to going to going to feed your flesh. That's going to speak to your narrative so that you don't have to get in this right here and figure it out. Yeah, it's it's and, crazy. And and I, I'm, I just got to piggyback on what you just said. You said a mouthful and you talked about people not wanting to be pastored. Man, that's something that is necessary in the life of the believer, especially during hard times. That's mm. the that's the that's the part about this that's important is that those that are your leaders, it's it's important that you you don't stray away and go somewhere else looking for something different during hard times. Your leader is there to remind you that they're going through it with you, just like the Lord is going through it with all of us. Yeah. 
Um, and this is the time that you don't run from your leaders. This is not the time where you, you tell your leaders that, uh, you know, you arguing with your leader about any and everything. This is, this is not the time for that. Now I can understand. And this is, this is me. This is just, this is just important in general. If your leader ain't really leading, why you with them? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple, but if your leader is leading, your leader, uh, is in the word and pointing you to the word and different things like that. And, and it's trying to be an example to you, continue to follow, continue to trust that you're there for a reason. And even if they're challenging you, and that's the thing, like the scripture challenges us, right? And people believe that they're not supposed to be challenged by their leaders. Leaders should be challenging. It should get to a point to where we see uh, the rest of the congregation to say, okay, I think you've gotten past this point. Let's hmm. see if you can handle this right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's, that's, that's where we are right now. We're at a place right now in this pandemic, right? Where this is the time where people need to be challenged. You've yeah. been sitting around, not doing nothing. All you've been caring about is a day of the week in a building. Now's the time to be challenged to actually see if you really want Christ. But here's the thing. I tell people this all the time. If you don't really want Jesus right now, you're not sure. Just say that. Mm. But don't walk around talking about how saved you are and all of this and this and that. And your life does not live up to it. I mean, this is a time where we ought to be just and you. You said it earlier. You said you need to really uh, consider your salvation. This is the time right now where we need to be pointing people to that right there. Consider, yeah. have you really yielded your life? Yeah. Uh, because you're going to go through it and we're here to pray you right on through it. Cause we're yep. going through it too, man. That's the thing, bro. It's like, I know it has a sharp edge to it, but we're not saying these things as if we don't deal with the same challenges. Right. Yeah. Like the scripture is clear. Like when you're trying to restore somebody, you should do it with caution or you also find yourself yeah. in the same situation. They, in. I'm not above <laughs> it. I'm not above it. Uh, but what we want to do with this, with this medium and this platform is to get you to a place where you can firmly stand rooted, not on my opinion, not on Jay's opinion, but on the word of God. What is the word of God saying? Like Jay, always say, tell me what the Bible say. Tell me what the Bible (laughs) say. Yeah. And being noble, (laughs) like the Bereans, like hearing what we have to say and taking this going down the show notes, Looking up the scriptures for yourself and come back to with the comments. Come with the come come with the come with the heat in the comments. That's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. have a dialogue around this. If you're having trouble with it, hit us up in the comments. If you yeah. hit us up on social media, man, I think you're a heretic for this. And then we can sit down and we can we 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 can we we can open up the scriptures a little more and expound and we can listen, I've been wrong like one time in 45 years, one time. But that makes I'm, me imperfect. I'm 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 wrong <laughs> once every seven years. So <laughs> I do be time to be wrong. It's been about seven years since I've been wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, it we we are not putting this platform together to just hear ourselves talk. Yeah. I got I got a sermon due every week. You got stuff that you got going on every you got volunteers to negotiate with and do that. Man, we got stuff to be doing, but yeah. we see that this is a time where 
a lot of people aren't speaking up for the word. And I got, we got an episode that's coming up, y'all. And yeah. subscribe. Listen, subscribe. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say subscribe. <laughs> because there's some things that are going on around the church. And it's not like I think yes. I'm bigger and smarter than anybody else. But I'm seeing some stuff. Even big name preachers are preaching this stuff with thousands of people that follow them. And I think they their, their intention is right. They're thinking they're doing the right thing. However, I believe that they're missing Christ just a little bit. On some of the stuff that they're saying. So yeah. like a tune in, subscribe. Subscribe. But, subscribe. But here's the other part, bro. You say be you know, being impossible, deceive yourself, being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed. He's Ooh. talking about what like like hold on in those hard times to what you believe. Don't forget what you believe. Don't just don't just hear a new teaching and be like, oh, man, that sounds good. That That's going to help me get up out of my situation. No, hold fast to what you believe and knowing from whom you heard it. Yeah. Knowing the source is God. You heard this. And like I say, Paul spoke this to Timothy. The Holy Spirit was the supervisor over this being put together. Yeah. That's why we believe. Yeah. And that's why he put, he said, all scriptures, God breathes. Like we just jumped to that scripture, but we got to know the background of where that's coming from. He's saying, knowing from where you heard and who you learned it from. He said, from childhood, you have been acquainted with the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. you was a little bitty one. Don't, don't give up. Man, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think my mama might've lied to me and big daddy might've lied to me. Sit down somewhere, know what you learned, <laughs> Know yeah. that it was from God. And if, you do, if you're not sure of it, man, get in the word and make sure that you can make sure what you were talking about. And say, get acquainted with the sacred writers since you were a childhood, which is able to make you wise. Jay, wow. you talk about that in a second. <laughs> you want wisdom? Get in the word. You want to learn how to walk and navigate these challenging times? Get in the word. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness. You want to learn how to live right with God? Yeah. Get in the word that the man of God and the woman of God yeah. may be complete and equipped for every good work. Why did he say all this to Timothy? It goes into chapter four. He starts saying, because you want to go and preach it. Yeah. You want to grow up and you want to be mature. You got to get in the word. You want to yeah. be evangelistic and do make disciples. That's what we call to do. Make disciples who make disciples. Get in the get book. In get in you the better. book. And well, that's what's going to get us. Around looking crazy. Man, that's what's going to get us through these hard times, Jay. Yes, when that sir. book is old and I don't know. I don't know where to start. Hit us up. Yeah. What Jed said, man, every week. <laughs> with application points afterwards hit us up <laughs> and, and and you said something very important like if if people don't know and there's going to be some people that you're at different churches or maybe you're not in a church if you don't if you don't have if you can't get access to your pastor or any of the leaders at your church hit us up and we'll try to walk you through some of these things we'll point you through it point you to scripture and we'll just kind of talk some of these things out with you Here's the thing. Um, you're going to have to put forth some effort, mm. right? <laughs> that's the, that's another thing about Dallas. Where did I like, uh, he, he talked about how grace is not opposed to effort. Um, because we, we get so close to that borderline of works 
righteousness type thing yeah. that we 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 fear that if we put forth any type of effort but grace is not opposed to your effort you're gonna have to put in some effort if yeah. you want that wisdom and the fruit that uh the scriptures tells you that you can have and that's it uh in all what you learned right continuing what you learned you talked about earlier uh, that portion of that scripture about in what you've already learned you've already learned some things and i think i think we forget that sometimes you have to go back to the basics and reestablish some things that are foundational right? right you already learned some things but is my foundation has has it been fully grounded have i fully laid out my foundation or if i partially laid it down and i'm trying to build on top of it before it's established right. that is dangerous mm. and so mm. what in the word man what in the word man tell us what the <laughs> bible say baby and you know and another thing man is i love it jay that you have to have an attitude like you said it's not gonna come just without effort like yeah god's giving us grace and i say it all the time yeah you might get your ticket stamped to heaven but <laughs> That's not what he left us here for, yeah. <laughs> right? He left us yeah. here to make disciples. And so getting to a place, I know this sounds crazy, y'all. Y'all won't say Sean done lost his mind. Well, you can find joy in the mm. hard times. The scripture tells us that we need to find joy in a hard time. Why? Because we know that perseverance and our faith is being grown in the tough stuff, mm. in the fire. And so I start looking for God in the hard time. Jay, you said it earlier. I start looking for God in the hard time. I'm like, God, what are you up to? God, yeah. what inside of me are you working on to get up out of me? Not that God necessarily brings the fire of that situation, but God can use that fire yes. to, to perfect our faith. And so as I'm going through it, man, I can remember times, man, and I, I I know some of my listeners, our listeners will know some of these stories, so I, 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 I'll, I'll work around it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I can remember one of the hardest times in my life, man. I, I, I had given. I had given up everything, literally, not everything. OK, I'm being a little dramatic here, y'all. So I had my family, I had my health, but I was working a job in a career that paid me very well. Uh, and I was leaving that career because I felt like God was calling me to be a part of ministry. Everybody at our church know this testimony. And um, the money that I was making to be a part of ministry, and I don't want to pat on my back for this. I don't want to lose reward in heaven. I'm just giving y'all a, a picture. Uh, was less than my daughter made when she first got out of college at 21. And I was, I was 39. Yeah. With a family of six. Just to put the put it in a little bit perspective. And I I started doing this and moving in this direction. And then that ministry came apart. I'm just gonna say that. It came apart. And so now I'm having to step out on faith and not know what God is doing. But you know what? I look back over those trying times. Yeah. And it's like a blip on the radar. Like it was tough. Like I didn't know where I was gonna live. We went from a 4,100 square foot house, and it's not about stuff. We went from a 4,100 square foot house to 1,100 square feet with six people. And yeah. I was like, I was like, God, um, 
we always entertain and we always let people, we always had somebody living with us. Like we had extra rooms. You ain't got no place to stay. Come live with us. And I said, God, how can we stay in this place? <laughs> yeah. We always have people live with. How we can do that? And God called my bluff. I told y'all it was 1,100 square feet. I can remember one weekend we had people staying with us. People put out the house. We had some another family living with us. It was 11 people in 1,100 square feet. God was like, I'm going to show you how, <laughs> how you go. <laughs> and I look back on those things. I'm like, wow, those yeah. are actually fond memories of how God, like Paul said, he delivered me from them all. Right. Um, and again, it's not about money. It's not about finances. But I was like, you couldn't tell me my world wasn't falling apart because as a man, you want to be able to provide for your wife. You want to be provide for your kids. You, yeah. you, I did some days I didn't even know what my next meal was coming from because money was so tight. But God worked it out. God sent people to say, man. Listen, you're going through something here. Believers, other yeah. believers who was out of work here. And what that season taught me was Ooh. that God can deliver you from the thing that is pressing and crushing you. Uh, because, again, again, I started looking at, well, you had your health, you had this. You don't understand. The way that I'm wired, it was killing me. <laughs> uh, yeah. But God said, I'm still God. Like, trust me, I'm still sovereign. I'm in control. So job loss. Uh, and then right after that season, I jumped into another season of life. Well, Jay, remember this? I had stuff going on in my body and none of the doctors could figure it out. Yeah. I'm, 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 I could barely get out of bed some days. Like, I would literally roll out of bed Sunday morning, go preach and go home and get right back in bed. Cause I was in so much pain. And the doctors couldn't figure it out. They probed me, pried me, sticking every every part of my body they can stick something in they stuck something in you know uh, <laughs> couldn't yeah. figure it out couldn't figure it out um but god showed me that he was sovereign because you know our minds oh man i got to see jay i'm yeah. up out of here i'm i'm, I'm up out of here <laughs> but god showed me in each difficult season uh that he can deliver me and he can keep me and the thing that i regret most i'm long-winded y'all i'm gonna edit it down I'm not. keep going <laughs> keep going but the thing that I regret most out of those seasons is that I didn't get more. I didn't have more joy in those seasons. Ooh. I didn't get, I didn't allow those seasons to draw me closer to God because sometimes I just felt like, uh, and God in his goodness, he just, come on, I'm gonna pull you through it. I'm gonna pull you through it. Like I didn't grow as, I don't feel like I didn't, I grew as, I didn't feel like I grew as much as I could have grown in yeah. those seasons because I spent so much time. Oh, poor me. Poor me. Look what look 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 at that letting happen to me. Did you see what all I gave up for this? Oh God. And God's yeah. like, get your eyes off yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's and not that, about and, you. And you know what? That's 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 the I think that's really the application point to everything that we've said here today. And you've mentioned that twice about getting your eyes off of that. Uh some years back, I don't know how long it's been. God actually, that's one of the things that God was showing me. One of the ways to go through better than you can you can go through anything is by focusing on whatever it is that God has you doing at that moment. If mm. you focus on whatever God has you doing, you will be able to go through a lot easier than if you really uh, think about what you're going through. I remember when I was in uh, when I was in prison and we were at this unit. And I, I told you this story about how God showed me in a dream about two or three weeks before it happened about something was going to be wrong with the water. And 
all of a sudden, I remember I got up early uh, to go. I had this little spot called the wilderness where I used to go in there and read scripture and then reflect on it for about 30 minutes to an hour. And I got up to go use the bathroom and go brush my teeth and stuff. And there was no water, like no water. We couldn't you flush the toilet. We couldn't do it. And it was like a smell already in there because a few people had already got up to use the bathroom and they couldn't flush it. Mm. And so next thing I knew, like two days had gone by. And, you know, after two or three days, people started saying, we're not racking up. We're not doing nothing. Matter of fact, if y'all don't get us some water real soon, we're going to take over this prison. Like people had started tripping because it was smelling bad in there. Yeah. A few people had like some bottles of water left over and different things like that. But one of the things that I learned is as that as I was talking to some of the other brothers in there, some of the other Christians, I was like, hey, this is a time right now where people are really going to be watching us and we can't start acting the fool like some of these other people are already starting to do. I say we don't have to come together right now. And so we made it a point to really pray specifically for all of the buildings that were on that unit uh, to pray for ourselves because we were going to be an example. And we, excuse me, we stayed close to each other at that time. It was like, hey, anytime we have some free time, because like they they had basically really stopped racking us up. Like they really just let us do whatever we want because we didn't have no water. And when they started talking about riding, next thing I knew, a few hours later, man, this big old tanker truck pulled up on the unit that had nothing but water in it. It was like mm. one of those oil tankers. Yeah, potable but water. Yeah, and it was just plenty of water, and people was running out there with buckets and all kind of stuff, bringing them to each building. But it was, um, it was amazing that I saw God like really move in mm-hmm. the midst of that time, because we had to keep certain things calm with certain people. The people that we had some type of influence in their life, we had to actually act upon that wow. at that moment and trust God. And so, yeah, is you you said something very important because. If you can keep your eyes off of yourself, you'll be able to not only go through easier and better, but you can actually find those moments of joy. I've done it. That's what's up, bro. Like you guys in the midst of. And so I'm always amazed. And you guys subscribe because Jay got some prison stories that are off the chain. (laughs) But look, um, you actually had to be a peacemaker in a situation that was scary. Most of us don't ever have to be a peacemaker in that type of situation. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Man, these people inside here can really like they losing their mind. They man, you in yeah. here with killers and drug dealers and people that listen, I, I can already feel another episode coming. Prison reform. Some folk in prison need to be in prison. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but man, you literally had to be a peacemaker in the midst of your life could have been in danger. Like people listen, y'all, the situation could always be harder. Most of the time yeah. we have to be peacemakers. It's just Jenny don't like Susie. <laughs> yeah. Right. They might get into a cat fight, but pull them apart. Right. Like, listen, there are people around the world who are really having to live this thing out. And yeah. I feel like um, we are really at a place in the U.S. where why by this time a lot of us should be teachers. We need to be taught again 
the word of God. And so we got to get to a place in our walk where, like Jay is saying, we have to put the effort forward. And if you guys are willing to put the effort forward, we're willing to put the effort forward to help yes, you sir. grow. And so with that said, pray for us, like pray yeah. for us that because the enemy don't want to see this go forward. He don't want to see you grow. He don't want to see you get to a place where you're walking in the, the, the fullness of what God has for you. He don't want to see peacemakers in the midst of our culture right now where we're yeah. bipartisan and we're diametrically opposed to one another and we're fighting and we're trying to, to, to tear each other limb for limb. But in these challenging times, God wants you to be battle tested so that when you rise up and do what he called you to do, like my, like my brother Jay, I always say, you can have rhinoceros skin. <laughs> you can be ready for the fight. Yeah. You can be ready for the battle. You never watch, if you watch UFC or boxing, you never see a dude just say, man, I want to fight somebody, man. They make it man's like, I'm just going out there and fight. No, nah, they got to go through training. They got to go through sparring partners. They got to get hit. They got to learn how to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, my favorite Mike Tyson quote is, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of times, the challenges <laughs> that we go through are yeah. there to get us to a place where we can walk with God and we can walk with God in a way that we're not, when we hear the gunshots, pow, I was watching a, I don't even know what movie it was, Jay. It was something on Netflix. I, and I haven't, like, since the pandemic, I really haven't been watching a lot of stuff. I watched the movie that you recommended. Uh, but I just really been like on YouTube and figuring out this podcast stuff and trying to create on my YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, and I've been watching some old stuff like The Office and stuff. That's just me. But I was watching this one movie, man. It was this uh, guy. He was a CIA guy. And they had him out in the, in the wilderness. And they were fighting. He was a new guru. And the dude came up on him, started punching him. And the instructor was watching them two fight. And he, the one guy who had been there, the dude was a new guy. The instructor went up to the, the guru who had been there who should have known better and put a gun next to his head and shot it. Because because uh, he said, man, in a fight, you never take your eyes off of the whole situation. And he got punched him. But what he was doing was he was training him yeah. the hard way that, man, you have to learn through hard stuff how to make it through hard yeah. stuff. And I guarantee yeah. you, after that dude did that, he never took his eye off of everybody <laughs> in the room again. <laughs> yeah, head on a swivel because <laughs> it only take one time because he realized that quick he could have been dead Yeah, and so uh, that's the thing man God will allow us to go through things for purpose I preached one time and y'all can check this out on my YouTube channel uh, How Haters Help where yeah. Joseph went through some things because uh, God was getting him to the place where he was going to be the second in the land so he had yeah. to go through some stuff yeah. To be God's man on the spot. <laughs> he had to go through some things. And I'm sure we all go through things to get us to where God wants us. Remember, he's sovereign. And like Jay said earlier, he's able to rescue us from every situ every single situation that he places us in. He wants to rescue us uh, when it's according to his will. And so if you're still in there and you ain't been rescued yet, hmm. maybe you need to take your eyes off yourself yeah. and let God be in charge. Yes, sir. That's it, man. Man, we're approaching the hour, bro. You have anything else you want to share and enlighten us with about going through hard and challenging times? Um, last thing I would say is remember the effort is worth it. That's it. Every time you mic drop, I don't even want to follow it up. <laughs> That's it. The effort is worth it. It's you worth put it. the effort in, man. 
All right. And so if you guys like this, even if you don't like it, throw us a bone, man. We learning how to do this. This is our second podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit us up on social media at WITW, what in the word, underscore podcast. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTubes, wherever. Find us, hit us up. And if you're listening to us when, from any uh, a platform where you can podcast, where it's Apple, iTunes, uh, Google, Stitcher, yeah. Spotify, subscribe. Help your boys out. And we're gonna be coming with the heat. We just, like I said, we're getting our sea legs under us. We're learning how to do this. But man, we want y'all's help and we wanna dialogue with you guys. So hit us up and we'll see y'all next time. Tell me what the Bible says. Tell me what the Bible says. <laughs>